0: This is the Stop Time Podcast. I'm your host, Lisa Hopkins, and I'm here to engage you in thought-provoking motivational conversations around practicing the art of living in the moment. I'm a certified life coach, and I'm excited to dig deep and offer insights into embracing who we are and where we are at. So my next guest is a stage and screen actress, singer, dancer, choreographer, director. She has appeared on Broadway in the Tony Award winning revival of 42nd Street, A Christmas Carol at Madison Square Garden, The Leading Ladies at Carnegie Hall. She played Rita in the pre-Broadway run of White Christmas at the Orpheum in San Francisco and Mrs. Claus in the Radio City Christmas Spectacular. Yes, she has appeared on television in Fresh Off the Boat. The Good Place, Criminal Mind, Shameless, Scorpion, Veep, Castle, and Good Behavior. Since the pandemic, she has been busy creating digital content as well as teaching an online series called the Self-Tape Love Fest, which covers all of the technical nuts and bolts of the actor, singer, dancer, self-tape audition, ultimately concentrating on how to get the most authentic and unique storytelling experience possible. It is with great pleasure (laughs) that I welcome her to stop time today. Everybody, this is Wendy Roseoff. Wendy, welcome.
1: Thank you so much, Lisa. It's such a pleasure to be here.
0: Oh my gosh. It's so great to reconnect with you. And so you are in Hollywood.
1: I am. Studio City, to be exact. You know,
0: you have like such a diverse and impressive array of career experience. And so I'm I'm super curious just to jump in and ask you, how are you able to balance all the hats you wear? You know, it's not so much that you have this great resume, although you have that as well, but rather I'm really taking note of the idea that it sounds like you do a lot of things at the same time, you wear a lot of different hats. And I'm curious to know how you, how you manage that.
1: Well, that's a great question. And I, I think the answer is, I don't know if I do balance it. Mm-hmm. I I do always feel like I'm juggling and I throw my attention on what needs attention put on at that moment. And I have a bunch of different things, on the back burner. And then I just kind of rotate around (laughs) Mm -hmm. as it's necessary. Um, but for me, because I have so many different interests and opportunities, you know, one feeds the other,
0: I Mm -hmm. guess is what
1: it is. Mm -hmm. And so as I'm kind of juggling and rotating, um, in the most wonderful and bizarre way, and you know how creativity works, something will feed another thing without me even realizing it. So I'm just mm. I'm I'm constantly working on the balance of it to be honest.
0: Yeah. I love that you said you know that they feed each other, right? Mm-hmm. That, that that they, you know, they're not mutually exclusive and it's not you don't compartmentalize them it sounds like. It sounds like that you can flow. You can flow through and around and
1: Yeah, flow is one of my favorite words mm. and I'm I'm always looking for flow. You know, listen, here's here's what I've learned so far about my journey as an artist regardless of the discipline and whether I'm behind the camera or in front of it, whether I am directing and choreographing for stage or I'm on that stage, it's all about telling stories. And um, that type of creativity, regardless of what genre it is, requires a lot of the same skill sets. And so there is a simpatico. And there is a flow that happens when I allow it to. (laughs) Mm -hmm.
0: No, absolutely. What gets in
1: your way? Myself. Yeah. You know, day-to-day things get in my way, I will say. It's a very precarious thing, this creative beast inside. And I do my best work when my personal life is in flow as well. Mm. Because there's a zone. There's a real zone that I need to be in. And it's almost tangible for me at this point, the steps that it takes for me to get into zone and also when I'm in zone, what it means to be pulled out of the zone um, Mm. and how long it takes for me to get back in. I'm a really, I'm an HSP, a highly sensitive person. I'm an empath. Um, I'm affected deeply by a lot of different things. And so in order for me to be in the zone, I really have to take care of my personal business I would say that is what gets in my way more than anything else,
0: yeah, no, it's just fascinating to me because as as listeners or as you know people looking in on other people's lives, we tend to refer to what we can see, what is tangible right mm-hmm. so when we when we look at them, we look at it and we we see, oh well, oh, who is she- oh, she's the one, and yeah, you know, we'll refer to i m d b or you know, mm-hmm. Google or your resume or whatever. Um, but all that provides us with is, is the past really, you know, right? it's, 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 it's what you've done. And, and I think part of, um, you know, my passion to, of talking to people is, you know, how are you doing <laughs> you know how are, how are you how are you energetically um, creating so you, you talk about the zone and yeah. what stands out for me is this awareness that there is a zone and also some tools it sounds like you've created that when you when that awareness is brought to you that you can access in order to get back in the zone is, that, is did i hear you correctly did <laughs>
1: I did say that. Yeah. So tell me more about what some of those tools are. Sure. So for me, um, I need a lot of quiet. I need a lot of alone space and time. Mm -hmm. I have a very, very, very rich inner life. I am an extremely social introvert um, and my battery gets drained. So I think that that is probably the most Important thing that pulls me from being in the zone. So I require an awful lot of space, literally and figuratively, Mm -hmm. in order to plug in and let the magic swirl. As soon as I get quiet, it begins. Mm -hmm. And so just allowing myself to get to that space. I'm a meditator. That helps me quite a bit, you know. Without fail, when I when I'm in a peaceful um, space where I have loaded up on good feeling and quiet time for myself, ideas are just endless for me. It's a blessing and a curse, and so I I have to create space in order for ideas to flow in and have enough quiet space on the other end of that to kind of pick and choose which ideas I think I might want to pursue and which are kind of percolating that will come back to me later and which are kind of, and some that are, are, you know, disposable. Mm -hmm. Um, I tend to want to do too much you know, I get excited about creative projects, I get excited about saying yes to things, taking on too much, and so I have to be very watchful and careful of that as well. I'm a bit of a workaholic. I have to be careful of my, my time, my space, my energy, my creative juices. Finally had an epiphany after reaching peak exhaustion at a certain point several years ago, where I realized that my creative battery is finite. And then I need a big recharge, mm-hmm. and allowing myself to have that, and knowing that I have to have that period of time where it may appear like nothing's happening, and actually that is where all of my monumental shifts happen and making myself okay with that because as you were saying earlier you know we perceive what's going on with a person based on the curated life that you know we we all get our perceptions of others from um and if nothing appears to be going on is it going on <laughs> and kind of grappling with that and knowing that I, Wendy, as a creative being, require space where it looks like to the naked eye that nothing's going on, but that is actually my most busy creative time. Mm. Is what you're what everybody is seeing is the aftermath,
0: mm-hmm. it's
1: not the in time creativity happening, and that's what's so vital.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah,
1: going into the cave. Mm-hmm. I need a lot of cave time.
0: <laughs> you referred to it, you're sort of talking in the context of creativity, which I appreciate.
1: Is there another cave where you go in and go out of just for you? Um, I think what you're referring to is my my kind of personal yep. life, my, yep. my personal cave. I absolutely require that. And that's taken a huge amount of negotiation with my primary relationship, my partner, um, and those around me who I'm I'm deeply close to. Yeah. It's what makes me function at my best Mm -hmm. and also be the most able version of myself in terms of communication, compassion, being able to be of service to others, which is part of my calling. I need to fill up and I do that in my cave.
0: Yep. Absolutely. No, that makes perfect sense. You know, you've got to keep refilling your cup literally. I mean, pardon the cliche,
1: but yeah. I mean it's so true. One of the big struggles for me has been dealing with people in my life who don't need that, who don't understand that. Mm-hmm. And I have very very strong boundaries and so I'm I'm very quick to build boundaries, perhaps sometimes too quick, mm. and I'm very protective of my space. Yep. And I have had ongoing struggles um, with, with a lot of folks in my life who, who either resent that I need so much time by myself or want mm-hmm. to spend time with me more when I require time for myself. You know, I, I, want, I want that to be peaceful. Mm-hmm. I want that process to be peaceful for me. You know, and so um, I continue to redefine what my wants and needs are in all in order to be the best version of me. And also, as I as I grow and shift and change, that does change. But some things say, you know have stayed true. And and what stayed true is that I I absolutely need time in my cave in order to um, replenish.
0: Yeah, and it sounds like you found the space to give yourself permission to do that.
1: Yes, I and, I have, and I have yeah. no uh, guilt or remorse about that. No. The, the struggle that you may be sensing, or the energetic, um, you know, read that you're getting, I think comes from the grappling with my relationships with yep. others and having them recognize that it actually has nothing to do with them in any way, shape, or form. This is what I require.
0: Yep, no, one hundred percent. That's exactly what I'm hearing because. Um, you've given yourself the permission. I'm hearing that, you know, if there was one wish, you would wish that they would also just understand. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm totally hearing that. That's beautiful. Thank you for sharing that. That's really, really super cool. So how has the pandemic itself affected your rhythm and energy?
1: What a massive question. I know. I've gone through uh, so many different iterations. So at the beginning, I was doing a show, world premiere of a show. Um, very exciting piece. We got shut down along with everybody else. And as soon as the reality hit of what was going on, since we were just talking about, um, you know, the, the way I, I love um, being in my cave and, and kind of having all of this quiet space, I was, I was like, oh my god. I am going to rock this apocalypse. (laughs) I am going to have all of this time and space and I'm going to get to deal with all of my piles of stuff and I'm going to do so many projects and it's going to be amazing. And I get to stay home in my pajamas while I'm doing it and I don't have to do makeup and hair and meow, meow, meow. I mean, the first bit of it was just actually quite euphoric for me. And I had Mm. to watch myself at the beginning because everybody was devastated and I was like, (laughs) trotta. (laughs) la (laughs) la la and then things started getting very hairy so my beloved dog Bruno he passed May 31st and that kind of was a line in the sand of when things really started to shift um you know vets weren't letting anybody in and um Mm. I wasn't able to be with Bruno when he passed and I'm, I'm still in a deep state of grief and working through a lot of aspects of how this all went down. Um, and, and that changed the entire color of my life. And, you know, with that time also came the first round for me of, uh, Online teaching, I'm grateful to be doing that, but uh, Zoom teaching and trying to teach other young artists in a virtual space has such a specific set of challenges that go along with it. And being in a place of grief and being an empath and feeling the pain of my students on the other Mm -hmm. end, I'm still grappling with, although I'm finding more and more balance with that. I allowed myself to what I call uh, move through molasses for a giant Mm. chunk of time, just sludge I just felt like I was moving through sludge and I knew that I had to go through it. Mm -hmm. I've had grief before I've moved through incredibly sad and upsetting chapters in my life before. And, and it's that sludge. And I'm like, okay, here we go. Let me get my galoshes on and start the sludge moving through it, really doing the work processing. And, you know, just in the last few months, I would say this huge creative surge has, has started again. Um, And, you know, during, during all of that time, I did did start this new set of classes, which is called the Self Tape Love Fest, which mm-hmm. has been a huge source of joy and community um, in my life during this time. That's, it's, it's been a light and it's allowed me to be of service and also be with my community mm-hmm. and it's been very fulfilling. And so that, that's been fantastic. You know, this week I I just shot my first um, TV gig since this whole thing began, and it was joyful and amazing and a, a real glimmer of hope. Mm. Um, and and that was a gift to end the year with. So you know that that's kind of where I am.
0: Yeah. No. Absolutely. Are there any discoveries that you've made along the way about yourself that kind of surprised you?
1: I mean, I feel like I have discoveries every single day, Lisa. <laughs> mm, fair. <laughs> um, Resilience has always been a bit of an issue for me overall. Uh-huh. And um, I think this has forced me to look at it and assess and figure out better modalities for me to come back to me in mm. a way that feels good and and feeds my soul and also allows me my due process.
0: Yeah. Well, and I mean, uh, yeah. I mean, are there limiting beliefs around who it is that we're supposed to be returning to.
1: Yes, there are limiting beliefs. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's something that I've really taken a look at during this time. I've also taken a good look at um, my identity, mm-hmm. my self-identity, and also how others identify me, um, which has always been something that I've grappled with. Mm-hmm. I will tell you that the first giant chunk of this pandemic the last thing that I wanted to do was dance. It was very interesting. I had this whole morning process. Mm. It was the first time I didn't want to dance in, in as long as I can remember. Mm. You know? That was interesting. And just kind of acknowledging and being gentle with myself going, okay, I have no desire to do this. Well, you should, Wendy, you should. Mm-hmm. Pull it together, woman. <laughs> Get it yeah. together.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and I have to tell you that I just had no want or need. However, at a certain point, I, it actually took me coming back to New York to find that. I really get out of that, and it happened in Central Park with some drummers. Mm-hmm. It was such a gift. I had such a joyous experience there. Yeah. That's
0: amazing. I, you know, I have this image of you um, in Central Park with the drummers. It's beautiful because, you know, you had said, you know, I didn't feel like dancing. And then you had that voice in your head saying, well, you should, because that's Mm -hmm. who you are and what you do. And it sounds like when you heard those drums and you were in Central Park, that you found your why again. Yeah.
1: Oh, it was pure, unadulterated, you know, five-year-old Wendy twirling around the living room and jumping off the coffee table. Uh, That's what happened. And I didn't know that it was in there. Yeah, I I really started to go. Okay, you know, maybe this is the way the chapter ends. Maybe this is it. You know. Wow. Um, and and then that happened, and I was like, Oh, there she is. Yeah. Great. Don't push it. Just acknowledge this moment. Live in the euphoria of that. So beautiful. And see what happens next. It was so organic. It was it was tears of joy because it was that extraordinarily pure. Moment mm-hmm. that you have before you have fear, resentment, the joy of quote unquote success, achievements attached to what you do, and, and then all of the complications that go mm-hmm. along with that. You know, when you build a career, and so being able to plug back in to that child joy was, uh, yeah, I, a gift is just mm. an understatement.
0: Mm, Yeah. And it's visceral. I mean, I can feel it. Yeah. 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 So beautiful. And it actually segues us perfectly to the question of the day, which is what is your definition of living in the moment?
1: Um, For me, living in the moment is being in this state of flow. Mm -hmm. Uh, There's an awareness. It's not about yesterday and it's not about what could be tomorrow, Mm. but it's just the pure joy of what is happening right here and right now. If you can allow yourself to fully invest in that moment, it's one of the most surefire ways to get out of your damn way and allow nature to do what it does, which is alignment.
0: Yeah. I love that.
1: And so that like delicious, yummy, smooth feeling of just, particularly I'm extraordinarily collaborative. There's Mm. nothing more than I like being in a room Full of like minded individuals and yeah. making stuff mm-hmm. um, you know when you 're in the zone when you 're in flow with other people that that is my definition of heaven
0: amen yeah that 's beautiful
1: so one of the adjectives you used to describe
0: yourself was curious
1: yeah, so this is an adjective that I love <laughs> and I think has kept me current in the industry but also current in my mind and, and always learning and always focused on what I, I don't know and what I can learn. I am always and always have been on a quest for knowledge, for understanding, for, for deep understanding not just apprehension, but deep comprehension, regardless of, of how tough this path can be. Sometimes the, the ultimate reward is the journey through to, mm-hmm. to make the thing. Yeah. There's, there's nothing like that feeling. Yeah. Having the kind of mind that I have is, is such a blessing and a curse. And you know, it's, I've talked a lot about the quiet, but a, a lot of it is just because my mind is so busy. Yes, all of the time, yep. and um, I I've thought about the the bliss of of not having the creative noise in there all the time too. Mm-hmm.
0: The
1: the gift that I've been given is also um, it's almost like an obligation sometimes. I feel like an obligation to yeah,
0: an obligation to self or
1: yeah, an obligation to these ideas.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah. That's interesting. And if you were to tie that to a value of, and when I think of values, I think of like what's really important, what our guiding principles are in life, right? That sounds like the obligation is definitely tied to some kind of guiding principle of yours in life, of your contributions to life. I'm curious to know what comes up for you when you think about that, that, that obligation.
1: Yeah, that's a big question. I know. Um... I'm not sure I have a fully developed response to that. But at a certain point, I realized for me that it wasn't about accolades or the gig or the mm-hmm. recognition or you know any of the shiny stuff. It really was about the fact that I have been put here at this time to tell stories, to yeah. connect to humanity, to help others heal,
0: mm-hmm.
1: and to be transparent about a lot of the struggles that I've had in order to be of service to others and every time i do that successfully in turn it elevates me and i don't do it for that but that is the circle that happens for me yeah so when i honor that i feel i feel connected that's it
0: yeah you feel purposeful
1: yeah yeah exactly that has been a giant journey for me to tackle. And I also feel like it's one of the reasons why I am, you know, I, I, I have been drawn to create my own stuff is because, you know what? It forces me to make a mess
0: <laughs>
1: and be right at home in the messy batter stage, is what I call it. You know, I'm, I'm baking yeah. a cake and I got to be in the kitchen with flour all over me and batter all over my hands and trust. Trust process and not judge myself, and also have no agenda if others are judging me. That's not my business. I love that. You know, messy is, it's so exciting. Yeah. It's so alive, it's so human, and it's so connective. And allowing yourself to be in that messy space and extract the shame from being in that space to me, is one of the strongest positions I can put myself in. Mm.
0: What inspires you to get up in the
1: morning? Hope, joy, connecting with other people. I don't know, Lisa. I feel a deep sense of, (laughs) sounds ridiculous as I say it, I feel a deep sense of peace when I wake up in the morning. It's like a fresh start in Mm. the day Mm -hmm. and I have an opportunity to learn, to grow, to do something new. I love adventure. I love surprises. Um, I love discovery. Mm. And you just don't know. You know, I think it's one of the reasons why I was attracted to our crazy business. Yeah. It's so nonlinear. It's so insane. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, you just never know. And I feel that way at the start of each day. It's, it's actually been one of the biggest struggles for me during the pandemic. You know, I found myself for the first time ever really uh, waking up feeling in the sludge. Mm. I was like, I, I actually know what today is going to look like. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: And that's, that's been tough. What do you know will be true about you no matter what happens? Gosh, I know that I will be a good grounded, honest, and kind person. I know that I will always have beautiful people surrounding me. I know that I'm resourceful and will always land on my feet. And I know that my ability to see through people and connect will never go away. Never.
0: Mm. But what's happening right now? Because it's so beautiful.
1: What's happening? Is that yeah. What's
0: happening? Like I can see your energy completely...
1: I don't know. When you asked that question for me, it was just very peaceful.
0: Yeah. It was grace. It was like grace in motion, you know?
1: Grace is one of my favorite words.
0: Well, you embodied it right at that moment. It was really, really beautiful.
1: So how do you, how do you want to be remembered? Wow. I would like to be remembered. um, Hmm. I would love people to smile and laugh when they, when they think of me and hopefully have been a, a balm for some of their pain and um to have helped even someone feel seen and feel um well i'm getting teary just thinking about this um yeah feel seen feel heard know that they matter it's important yeah yeah why is it important? Uh, for a multitude of reasons, but you know, I, I think of the time and space that we're in right now and the dehumanization and the cruelty and the pain that we are inflicting on each other, it, it hurts my heart more than anything. And the lack of care that we're, we're exercising with one another as a society, I think it's, it's just dangerous so it matters to me on that type of scale but it also matters to me because it's right and it's good and i know that and i i have gone through periods in my life where i have felt deeply unseen unheard misunderstood and and with not a person to come and say hey i see you i hear you mm. it's it's just deeply important to me yeah
0: Amazing. No, that, thank you for sharing that. That was, that was really, really beautiful. I just want to quick, I don't want to keep you all day, but I just, I want to just say one, one other thing based on that, um, yeah. what you just said, if that's okay with you, sure. um, you have a very powerful energy and you described yourself earlier as that stormy and sunny mix. Mm-hmm. I'm so curious to know if sometimes your power gets in the way of your, and your presence really literally of, of people being um open to receiving what it is you've just so clearly illustrated you want to give
1: yes (laughs) the answer is yes yeah that's that's a super adept question that you just asked and um You know, I I have gotten in the past many, many times that people are intimidated by me when they first meet me. I've even gotten scary, all sorts of stuff that I I just have had to take a really hard look at. I think there there are things that I bring to the table unbeknownst to me. (laughs) And Mm. so I have to kind of soften the palate before Mm. I even launch in with certain people. Um, And then there are other people that just bring out the soft ooey gooey side of me. Mm -hmm. Um, It really depends, you know, person by person. But I will tell you that they're, you know, just like anybody else, I'll meet certain individuals or I'll I'll have partnerships with certain individuals that are very triggering for me. Yep. I really have to watch myself and how I deliver my messages. For sure. And particularly as a woman, I mean, I'll, I'll just Tag it with that because I think it's it is important to acknowledge. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. You know, being a woman and navigating in a place of leadership has its own set of challenges that are real. Yes. Um. And and that's something that I've had to also spend a lot of time looking very carefully at because I think that there is so much room for strong-minded, strong-willed, and kind individuals who happen to be women to take space and succeed there are also people that are no matter how you frame it threatened by that idea and so navigating that takes a certain amount of finesse while staying true to yourself yes Uh, that that's a whole you know we use the analogy of dancing before it's it's a tap dance sometimes before
0: we go So I say, what makes you? And I say a word and then you just answer whatever, you know, comes to mind. Okay. Yeah. What makes you
1: hungry? Talking about hungry in the larger sense or literally hungry, Lisa?
0: (laughs) What came to mind first?
1: Well, hungry, because I'm an intermittent faster and I'm hungry right now.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And what would you eat if you could eat anything right now?
1: Avocado toast. Mm. With some chili red peppers on top and roasted sunflower seeds. Delish. Amazing. (laughs) (laughs) What makes you laugh? um, Life. The reality of life makes me laugh. What makes you cry? Cruelty.
0: Inspired, vulnerability. What makes you frustrated?
1: Mediocrity,
0: M- motivated,
1: my inner creative beast. And what makes you mad? The state of the world.
0: Mm. And finally, what makes you grateful?
1: Ah, connections like this, having the opportunity to have such a amazing uh network of folks in my life and relationships for me that are so deeply gratifying that i may talk to you once a decade or i may talk to you every day and um because of the depth of our connection it's uh it's like being able to pick back up and it's so authentic and lovely and i i continue to be grateful for all of the people in my life who i connect with
0: what are the top three things that happened so far today
1: I had my delicious coffee, which is like my favorite event of the day. I'm such a coffee snob and every sip of that coffee is a delicious meow meow treat. Um, I connected with um, my coach and had an incredible conversation with him um, and felt deeply fulfilled by that and uh, made a date for ornament making tonight with my (laughs) ma'am.
0: (laughs) <laughs> awesome. Oh my God. You're going to be over the top. And I bet, I bet you already have a ton of ornaments. Oh, Lisa. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, Lisa. Well, <laughs> I live in a Christmas village. I know you do.
0: <laughs> That's
1: amazing. And so what are you most looking forward
0: to in general?
1: Oh gosh. Like life-wise? Yeah. Oh, I look forward to physically being in the same space with my people and just making magic and I don't care what it is. I really don't care what it is, whether it's you know, meant to be in somebody's living room or whether it's the next big Broadway show. It's all the same to me. It's um, having that, that God magic sparkly, fairy dust feeling of, of being in the room with other awesome artists who are just simpatico. Yeah.
0: And may Ugh. it be very, very, very
1: messy. Yes yes to the mess (laughs) yes totally (laughs) wendy
0: i I so appreciate you taking the time to be in the moment with me today it's been amazing really thank you so
1: much Uh, it has been amazing thank you i really appreciate the opportunity and i i appreciate the the opportunity to reconnect with you i really do
0: Ditto. I've been speaking today with the amazing Wendy
1: Rosoff. Thanks for listening.
0: Stay safe and healthy, everyone. And remember to live in the moment. And may every moment be messy. (laughs) In music, stop time is that beautiful moment where the band is suspended in rhythmic unison, supporting the soloist to express their individuality. In the moment, I encourage you to take that time and create your own rhythm. Until next time, I'm Lisa Hopkins. Thanks for listening.